where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Each of these media creates a uh, new environment. It creates a new situation for human association and human conception. Any medium at all creates a new pattern, a new, a new atmosphere, a new environment of human perception, which works upon the whole man. It works upon the whole society. That is the effect of a medium. It has that total pervasive effect. That is the message that social change that is brought about. The content of the medium is never the message because the content is always the old medium. From the vast wilds of the Great White North for the week of June the 19th, 2022, it's TVA, a Canadian perspective on television from north of the 49th parallel. I'm Greg David. And I'm Amy Wilson. And we would like you to put your television on mute or pause your streaming service for episode 247 of TVA, the podcast. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back again. Thank you for uh, joining us, streaming us, downloading us to your devices, however you are listening to us and, and got us in your ears. We always appreciate it. Uh, Amy, so we were talking a little bit beforehand before we hit record, but officially, how are you doing today? How are you doing this week? I, I'm doing okay. We've just had a bit of a heat wave over here in the UK, which was uh, about 34 degrees Celsius. Uh, Ooh, that is hot. Yeah, and since there's no, almost no air conditioning over here in, in most homes, it's quite <laughs> quite hot. And so, yeah, I experienced that. I installed new screens on the windows, magnetic screens. That's mm. my new thing because, again, no screens over here. They let the spiders walk right in, which is not acceptable when I'm No, so that is not acceptable. Magnetic screens. So, yeah, you can't both protect yourself from the spiders and stay cool in this country. <laughs> So I'm like, choose one. You've you've really boxed me into a corner here with this arrangement. So, so yes, my new screens are up, so that that's good. But good. Uh, yeah, I was I was telling you that it was it was quite hot here as well. Um, uh, the humidity broke a couple of days ago, and now we're getting like fall like weather everywhere, which I really don't have a problem with. Um, you know, it's it's really comfortable for sleeping. But yeah, we open up the windows, but we do have screens on our windows. I swear, we have to take an episode, and we need to talk about the differences because every time we talk you know, in our kind of rambly preamble to recording, there's always something new that's uncovered. So we're going to have to schedule something for maybe later on the summer or into the fall where we just break down the differences between the two countries because there really are really significant ones. But that's not what this is about today. That's not what this is about today because we have a lot to get to. But before we do, what's your beverage this week? Um, my beverage is, but let me say happy Father's Day, Greg. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, yes. And um, and my dad out there, who I don't think has even listened to this yet because I haven't sent it to him, but I do need to send him a copy of our podcast. So, hi, Dad, when I send it to you, and happy Father's Day. Today, I am drinking uh, Aspil uh, Premier Cru Cider, which is an elegant extra dry cider with a light floral aroma, or I will be drinking it. I'm, not, I'm drinking water right now because I still have some work to do today, but it has a, it's 6.8% uh, alcohol and I've had this before and it's, it's quite nice. It's nice, crisp and refreshing. And the big thing is that I can get this for about two pounds here. And I remember mm. buying this at a quote unquote British pub outside of Detroit, Michigan, and they charged me around $8 or $9 mm. for it. And so uh, it wasn't until I got here that I realized how much I was being ripped off. Yeah. But, uh, 
but yeah, uh, your your typical Aspel cider over here, which is uh, plentiful and quite good. So it's called Aspel cider. Yes, A S P A L L. Oh, E A P A P A L L. Okay. Yes. Just want to make sure that I get that spelling right for the Google search, so that I can um, put the uh, link up in the show notes page for people. Oh, and they're spelling cider C Y. Yes. <sighs> Very oh, from English. Aspel, Suffolk, England. Okay, yes. bought by, by Molson in 2018. Okay. Yeah, the Americans kind of bought it. Sorry. Ah, that's what you guys do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And for me, I um, earlier this morning, uh, I think I've mentioned Bean Fair Coffee before. I like to support mm-hmm. local, but I didn't have a link um, uh, when we first started talking about it. So I'll include the link in the show notes page for this week. Uh, Bean Fair is uh, it's one of the first uh, uh, first companies in Canada licensed to sell fair trade certified products. Based out of Wakefield, La Peche, uh, the first fair trade town in Quebec, and Wakefield is about 20 minutes north of me. And so you can get the Bean Fair um, coffees in all of the local grocery stores around here. So that's what I was drinking. I, I was just up until about um, 20 minutes ago. Now I just got the good old well water on the go. Mm, well water. Well water. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get to what's happening on the Canadian TV schedule in the next couple of weeks. Um, two shows, and these are both related to AMI-TV, uh, AMI, the broadcast network that I work for that makes uh, content for and by the blind and partially sighted community, and we're starting to expand into the uh, disability community overall. But uh, one show that debuted last Thursday uh, that I neglected to mention is By Hook or By Cook, and um, uh, it kicked off Thursday, June the 16th on AMI-tv at 10 p.m. Eastern. You can stream it on AMI.ca anytime. But if you want to check it out live, check it out on AMI-tv Thursdays at 10 p.m. East, uh, yeah, 10 p.m. Eastern. And um, so uh, Bruce Cook, he's a stunt motocross rider um, who is disabled. He was actually doing a jump uh, several years ago um, as part of the Nitro Circus group and ended up fracturing his back in a fall and ended up being, uh, he's now paralyzed. He's uh, from the uh, from the waist down. He's a wheelchair user. And the show, the hook on the show is, first of all, the hook is it's by hook or by crook is the actual saying, but we're doing a little twist. It's called By Hook or By Cook. And what Bruce does is uh, he and his friend Christian, who is also a wheelchair user, they make all of these crazy inventions to help people in the disability community get out there and do adventures. So uh, an example of that would be um, uh, building a really cool off-road bike so that a wheelchair user can actually do mountain biking trails on a motorized uh, cycle. A wheelchair user who can't... uh, hot air balloon. Uh, They built a contraption, a chair that would lift her up and into the basket and then back out of the basket again. Um, So really cool. Like there's a lot of welding involved. And part of the fun is seeing the failures that lead up to the successes. Bruce and Christian have a lot of fun, um, you know, kind of teasing themselves and trying out some of these contraptions uh, before they get to the success stage. The failures are are funny and uh, and great to watch. And in season two of By Hook or By Cook, the two are back again. And Amid doing the same things, adventures with members of the disability community, they're also making a hundred-year-old lodge in the middle of the BC wilderness uh, fully accessible. And uh, so the first episode is aired, second episode coming up this Thursday, and uh, it really is a great show. It's been nominated for Canadian Screen Awards. It won a Golden Sheaf Award at the Yorkton Film Festival a few weeks ago, and uh, so really can't say um, enough about By Hook or By Cook. 
That and the see yeah, and you know what? I should send you links to it um, through Vimeo so you can check it out because I know that um, we're uh, we're geoblocked. The show's geoblocked, so you can't see mm-hmm. it. So I'll I'll send you some links. I think you'd think that it's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it yeah. yeah. Uh, the other AMI show is called Sing Music, and that's actually kicking off next Wednesday, June the 29th at 10:30 p.m. Eastern. And um, this is something that we picked up uh, that AMI picked up, excuse me, from um, a broad, uh, production company in uh, in Quebec called Pixcom. And uh, it's a show that goes on a musical journey across Canada and around the world, meeting blind and partially sighted musicians for whom for whom music is not only a passion but a way of living. So really interesting. Uh, they, like, like the description says, blind and partially sighted uh, musicians in Canada, but also uh, countries like Mexico. Uh, I think Brazil and Spain are also featured in the first season. So if you're into um, checking out some of the Canadian international musicians who are members of the blind and partially sighted and disability community, check out Seeing Music. Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on AMI-TV, or you can stream them on AMI-TV. There we go with the shilling for AMI. I, well, you actually, I was looking at the uh, the press release. You guys have a lot of shows coming out in the next few weeks. So very busy. Lots yeah. Yeah, it is nice to see. And it's pretty smart. You know, it's easy for AMI to kind of get lost in the shuffle when the big boys like Global and, and CTV and City and CBC launch stuff. And so we're kind of launching things in the quiet time of the summer. There are going to be more announcements sure. from, yeah, there's going to be uh, bigger, uh, some more announcements. I know that CTV has announced that the Amazing Race Canada is coming back this summer. They haven't given a date yet. So, of course, that'll be a, a heavy hitter this summer. But yeah, us little guys have to kind of sneak things in when we can. So that's what we're doing at ami sounds good and there's a lot of good shows on there so i do recommend so thank you thank you the the e-transfer is on its way (laughs) thank you Uh, (laughs) now we do have uh a lot of Canadian television news that has come out over the past two weeks. Uh, The major networks, CBC, Rogers, Chorus, and Bell have all announced their summer and fall schedules. And we're going to get into Rogers' plans for City TV in a few minutes. But we wanted to start off with a few other news stories first. So the the one I wanted to lead off with is that the CBC, um, BIPOC TV and Film, and the CFC have announced a new showrunner catalyst to support the advancement of diverse Canadian creators. And um, I'm reading from a press release. So this was made. This announcement was made at the Banff World Media Festival, and it's a new accelerator program. And like I said, it's going to support the career advancement of senior writers who identify as Indigenous, Black, or people of color through hands-on and personally tailored on-set experience. So this catalyst is going to offer high-level offer high-level professional coaching opportunities designed through an anti-racist through an anti-racist and equity-focused lens, and it's going to provide participants with additional tools and support systems necessary to reach a showrunner level in the Canadian film and television industry. So CBC, BIPOC TV and Film, and the CFC have made an initial commitment of three years to the program with the opportunity to renew, and the first part of the catalyst will consist of a series of substantive substantive, excuse me, and hands-on masterclasses covering topics related to the role and responsibilities of a showrunner, including anti-oppressive leadership, people management, mental health, building relationships with network studios, creative and crew, and all facets of bringing a show to life from writing room to prep, production, 
post and delivery. So um, the uh, we've got to, if you want to head to um, AMI, uh, sorry, TVA, you can find the full story there. They list the inaugural participants um, of which are Andrew Burroughs Trotman, Motion, and Ian Iqbal Rashid. So those are the free, the the first three folks that are going to be participating in this catalyst. I know, Amy. You know, I know that I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm preaching the choir, but obviously, uh, diversity in front of the camera and behind the camera is really important in the uh, television mm-hmm. industry. So this is a great first step from these three groups. Absolutely, and uh, shout out to Motion. Uh, I really enjoy her work. So excellent. That yes, yes. And uh, speaking of diversity, uh, Global took to the Banff World Media Festival to announce its new original scripted series, Robin Hood, uh, that it is kicking off production on June 20th, which is tomorrow uh, for us today. Uh, And it is going to be shooting in Toronto and the Hamilton area. Robin Hood, with Robin spelled R-O-B-Y-N, stars uh, Jesse Romeo, or is it Romeo? I'm so sorry if I've done that wrong, but I could... Do you know? Is it uh, Romeo or Romeo? I'm not sure either. It's okay. It's okay. All right. I'm sorry, Jesse, if I if I made that if I said that wrong. But uh, she plays uh, Robin Loxley, a young rapper who leads an anti-authoritarian masked hip hop band called The Hood. The band is known for calling out injustices and fighting for freedom and equality in New Nottingham, a city with a cost of living crisis sounds like the UK (laughs) and an ever widening gap between the haves and the have nots. As the season progresses, Robin will find herself fighting for her home and family against local property developer John Prince, played by Ian Matthews, and the sheriff of New Nottingham, played by Kira Galayan. Other cast members include Nakeem Provo as Robin's daring right-hand man, Little John, and Lisa Michelle Cornelius as activist Tressie Lotsley, Robin's mother. Uh, The eight-episode series is produced by Boat Rocker Media and created by music video director and filmmaker Julian uh, Christian Lutz, a.k.a. Director X, and written by Chris Roberts. It's set to uh, premiere on Global during the 2023 broadcast year. So uh, this looks interesting. It's 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 recast. It's it's. I mean, Robin Hood's been done so many times, yeah. but it's been done. This is a, a very new twist on it. Uh, is a, a leader of a hip hop group who is uh, you know taking on uh, uh, a female. By the way, new uh, sheriff of uh, Nottingham, new Nottingham in this case. Mm-hmm. So so yes, uh, have you seen? Uh, well, they're just shooting now, so there's nothing to see yet. Yeah, no, the, I mean, obviously the thing that jumped out at me was, you know, the, the gender switch in the, the lead character, um, that it's a hip hop band group called the, the hood, um, that they're living in Sherwood towers. Of course, Sherwood forest is, is in the classic Mm -hmm. story. So, I mean, kudos to global. Um, this is probably the most unique twist that I've ever seen on a classic tale. I mean, the only other, um, you know, uh, you know, parallel that I could I could draw would be like Shakespeare when they shake up, uh, you know, they shake up the settings yeah. of the of the classic plays and set them in modern day and that type of thing. So I am really looking forward to this. Um, I like it when there's a, twi- a a new twist on an old tale, and this is certainly a, a new twist. And you know, hopefully, uh, it would be really cool if I was able or we were able to talk to somebody while production is is going on. Obviously, we will get a chance to speak to folks once production is wrapped. So yeah, looking forward to that, and and good luck to everybody involved in uh, the production of Rob. Robin Hood kicking off in Toronto and Hamilton uh, in the in the coming weeks and months. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So over to me, um, Score G Productions and Electric Panda Entertainment have partnered with Super Channel to produce a documentary on Canadian rock icon Biff Naked. Uh, so a little bit of a short story, but uh, Biff Naked, one of a kind, is going to be the documentary. Like I said, the film's been licensed by Super Channel, and it's going to air as an original documentary, uh, probably in 2024, it says. The documentary is going to unveil the extraordinary life story of punk alternative music artist Biff Naked, a.k.a. Beth Torbert, and how this small-town girl who was orphaned in New Delhi, India, became one of Canada's most beloved and treasured rock icons. Now, as someone, I think Biff Naked dropped onto my radar when I was in college uh, when the Spaceman video came out. And yeah. um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of rock documentaries, uh, documentaries in general, but specifically music ones. So I'm really excited to learn about Biff Naked. Um, there have been a ton of great documentaries that I've checked out. Um, there's, there's one called Rush Beyond the Lighted Stage that if you're a fan of Rush, you should certainly watch. But even if you're not, I think you should check out. And so I'm very excited about this one on uh, Biff Naked coming out in 2024. You, have you heard of Biff Naked before? Oh yeah, uh, okay. yeah. We're we're similar age. Yes, uh, I became aware of her at about the same time. So, uh, I I I'll be interested to see the documentary because I don't know that much. Uh, yeah, out of background, but uh, yeah, that sounds like something I'd like to check out. I, I also am a big fan of uh, rock documentaries. So. Uh, going back to, you know, uh, what was it, BH1 behind the music and all mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so I was always watch all those. So, so yes, I'll be tuning in for this. Okay, great. Uh, you, got the, you got the next story. Yeah, I do. Um, Out TV and Hell Yes Entertainment have dropped a first look at the new uh, Supernatural series Ezra, which is a horror comedy about a gay vampire who attempts to merge himself into the modern human world and also has to come to terms with being an undead bloodsucker. The show was created by Luke Cutchie, who also stars as Ezra, and it's written by Chelsea Clark, Veronica Slokowski, and Max Litkus. Uh, like Hutchie, Clark and Slowakowski are doing double duty and starring in the series. Mm. Other other cast members include Zoe de Grand Maison, uh, Daniela uh, de la Pena, Donnie Vo, Kara Duncan, and Matthew Finlan. The series is executive produced by Luke Hutchie and Chelsea Clark, with just, uh, Jesse Forsey and Mike Cook serving as producers, and it's set to debut on Out TV this fall. Now I um, I saw a teaser of Ezra on Twitter and uh, I like it's just a short clip but I really liked its blend of of humor and and horror it got pretty pretty creepy at the end I I, I thought it was going to be a, a little more cutesy than it ended up being um, and then uh, I also read an interview with Luke Hutchie and he said that the inside joke of the series is that while some shows might use you know Ezra coming out as a vampire as a parallel for him coming out as gay mm. uh, his, his sexuality is barely mentioned in the show I mean so there's no gay struggle allegor allegories going on mm. which which i appreciate i mean his whole his whole struggle is that he's a vampire not uh not uh who he's biting so um <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i'm looking forward to this one as well I appreciate you doing the extra homework and, and looking up some interviews yeah. with him. Uh, it was um, uh, Luke sent me an email and said, Hey, I've got, you know, can you, can I send you this press release? And I said, yeah, absolutely happy to do it. Send me an image and I'll post it on AMI.ca. And out TV is definitely one of those channels where I have, we haven't TVA hasn't had the chance to cover a lot of stuff. Um, just uh, no particular reason, just other than the sheer number of shows are out and that we are a very, very small team, basically a team of two. Um, but yeah, I want 
want to give out TV more coverage. And, uh, and I think it's going to start out with, uh, with Ezra. So um, yeah, looking forward to uh, working with the folks at out TV on giving them more coverage and on um, Ezra specifically. All right. So yeah, yeah. So lots of, lots of stuff, like I said, um, going on in the Canadian TV industry. And um, we wanted to finish off today, like I said, kind of off the top that the Canadian upfronts took place. And so, so for those that don't know, the U S upfronts took place back in May and the upfronts are literally when the American, when the, the American television networks trot out, their uh, new and returning television shows for their upcoming broadcast season. And so once the American networks have announced the new and returning shows, the Canadian networks then go to Los Angeles. Uh, it was done virtually over the last couple of years because of COVID, but this year they were back in person again and representatives from Bell Media and Chorus and, uh, um, and Rogers all go to LA they look at the screenings of the of the episodes of the new shows and then decide the ones that they want to buy and then broadcast on their networks. So once all that buying is done, then the Canadian networks decide, okay, where are we going to put our, our Canadian shows amongst all of these American programs? And so that leads us to where we are today. And we're going to talk about City TV today, um, but in the next podcast, we'll probably, uh, we might do Global or we might do Bell Media. Either one of those have such a large number of, uh, of Canadian programming that they've announced um, that it's going to probably take up the larger part of a, of a podcast each. So let's get into City TV. Uh, Rogers made this announcement um, a few days ago. It was uh, actually, well, more than a few days ago. It was, uh, it was June the 7th. And so not a lot. Um, there is a new show called Wong and Winchester that I'm going to get to in a minute. Um, but we do know that there's going to be more Canada's Got Talent. Uh, the uh, season finale of that just happened um, a few weeks ago in, uh, in Niagara Falls. So we got that coming back for another season. It returned after a 10-year after a hiatus and did very well in the ratings. So that will be back. Also back will be a second season of Bachelor in Paradise Canada. Uh, new host for that uh, named Charlene Joint. And she's going to be uh, alongside returning resident bartender Kevin Went. And um, this one took place up in the Muskoka region where past um, Bachelor Canada franchise people and Bachelor franchise uh, folks from the U.S. all congregated in the Muskoka region and, um, and sought love amongst the booze and the canoes in the, uh, in the <laughs> Canadian cottage country. So that'll be back mid-season. Um, and then, uh, oh, Hudson and Rex. Jeez, I almost forgot about Hudson and Rex. Back 20 episode order. It's going to be back for its fifth season. It's moving to Sunday nights, which is a little bit different. I think it was either Wednesdays or Thursdays before. So it's moved around a little bit. It's going to be Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, back in St. John's where they are going to be filming that. And there's also going to be a two episode story arc set in Northern Ontario. Wow. If they play it right, they could do maybe a crossover with Bachelor in Paradise where somebody oh. gets murdered and then the dog has to figure out who killed the person i don't know i'm just throwing that out there rogers if you want to take that idea you can big, big uh, paycheck coming to you for that one yeah sure. yeah fine sure i'm gonna get finder's fee for coming out i'll probably get sued yeah. that's probably more like what will happen uh, breakfast television is going to be back uh as well as city line and so no real surprises there breakfast television is the big juggernaut morning show especially in in the toronto market and City Line, which is hosted by Tracy Moore, has been going uh, gangbusters. Uh, really picked up a lot of viewers during the pandemic, and um, and so yeah, 
so let's spend the last couple of minutes of the podcast talking about this new series coming to city at mid-season, and it's called Wong and Winchester. It's a one-hour, uh, light and fun, female-driven buddy detective procedural. It's a story of the unlikely partnership between Marissa Wong, who's played by Grace Lin, Lin Kung, excuse me, who was uh, uh, most recently on Mary Kills People. Uh, she's playing a bitter ex-cop turned private investigator, and Marissa is teamed up with Sarah Winchester, hence the Wong and Winchester name. Uh, Sarah Winchester is played by Sophia Banzeff, uh, a former career student with the naivety to prove it, working side by side, the mismatched duo, despite their generation gap and their vastly different approaches to work life, food, fun, society, and even their own gender, somehow managed to always get the job done of solving perplexing cases and odd mysteries Listen, I'm into this, um, but it does remind me of Pretty Hard Cases, which is, you know, coming yeah. back for a new season on CBC. Listen, no ideas or new ideas. And I appreciate the fact that, you know, maybe they're stealing a little bit from the folks at CBC. But again, I like it. I like this. This um, It's been proven that mystery series, you know, whether it's Pretty Hard Cases, Hudson and Rex, Murdoch Mysteries, Frankie Drake Mysteries, these lighthearted mystery dramas do well in Canada, and I expect nothing different from Wong and Winchester. Again, love the two ladies uh, playing the the lead characters, um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm here for Wong and Winchester. Yeah, it sounds uh, yeah. You, you, the the mismatched uh, buddy uh, cop. Uh, format is is very proven, and all those shows you just listed are not doing just well in Canada, but yeah. uh, they play here. Every day in the UK, I see them, and I'm and I say hello, Canada, as, as I see them, and so yes, Murdoch Mysteries, you know, Hudson and Rex, there'll be a whole block of uh, a, a afternoon of Canadian uh, mystery programming, basically, and cop shows. So, although we're, I'm not allowed to watch Hudson and Rex because my dogs bark at the screen. <gasps> really? Oh gosh, yes, both of them. So, um, yeah, I, I, they see it as cheating or something, or the dog's <laughs> going to come in the giant window, which is the TV. So I have to watch it on my phone in, in, in secret. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, so uh, which ones, just off the top of your head? So uh, Murdoch Mysteries obviously airs in the UK. Uh, does Hudson and Rex, is it broadcast? Yes. In, and is Frankie Drake Mysteries too? Yes, uh, it, it is on, oh, Alibi here? Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's... I, I can make a list. I'd have to look and, and make a list. I've thought about doing that. I should. Uh, but yes, there's all of those shows are here. And I, I, I pass them all the time on the TV guide. And I'm like, oh, wow, that one's here too. So Canadian programming is a big presence here, actually. Yeah, it's all part of that whole like new world of licensing where you'll get an alibi that throws money into the production. And so therefore, you know, it's broadcast on their network. And sometimes in, in a show on a show like Murdoch Mysteries, it means that you see some actors and actresses from Britain actually come over and appear in episodes of Murdoch Mysteries because it's kind of part of that um, part of that production contract. Like if you're going to if we're going to give you some money, then you're going to have to feature some British talent. So, yeah, it's great. And I love that. I love that that. Canadian television is is all over the world, and it's great to hear that you know those those ones are are being broadcast in the UK for our, our friends overseas. Um, 
Uh, I didn't mention, and I, I, I neglected to mention that the showrunner on Wong and Winchester is Chris Pazabon. He is actually the uh, showrunner of the Hardy Boys most recently. I did an interview with him uh, when the, the second season of the Hardy Boys kicked off, and you can you can Google that on uh, on TVA.com. Um, the creator and co-showrunner is Hollis Ludlow Carroll. Um, and yeah, like I mentioned, Graceling, uh, Graceland Kung, Sophia Banzaf, uh, Joe Cobden from The Sinner and This Life, and Anthony Lemke. Anthony How can Lemke. I forget about Anthony Lemke, not only on The Hardy Boys, but loved, 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 loved him on Killjoys. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So excited about that. Uh, so, Amy, any any other thoughts? Are you looking forward to talking more about these uh, the Canadian broadcasters? Is there a Canadian broadcaster that you're particularly excited about, or did you you just like to chat about the new shows that we're going to get get to in the in the coming weeks? I yeah, I'm excited to see all, just all, all the new shows, no matter who they're they're uh, coming from. So uh, this is always an exciting time, all the upfronts, and uh, it's it's cool that uh, hey, they get to hold them in person again. Not not that yeah. I get to enjoy that, but it's it's nice to know that there's a little bit of normalcy returning. Yeah, it's crazy. The Bell Media, I mean, it's so much fun to read their press releases because Bell Media, in particular, said 100 new titles. And 973 <laughs> hours of programming. So we're going to break that down because it's not only CTV, but there's also CTV2. There's their specialty channels and, um, and also French, too. So we'll, we'll mention all those titles in the coming weeks. Yeah, wow, it might, that might take us to December. Just yeah, to <laughs> yeah, just we'll yeah. When you're paying for the Zoom, the free Zoom, and you only have a certain amount of time, yeah, that's uh, Bell Media is going to take up weeks and weeks of uh, podcasts <laughs> for sure. In, in chunks. Yeah, yeah. Think. All right, Amy, where uh, where can people find you when you're not uh, sitting in front of your microphone talking about uh, television? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wilson underscore A underscore R. And if you would like to keep up on the misadventures of my very cute but very bad bulldog, you can also check her out on Instagram at Cadbury the Bulldog. Cadbury the Bulldog. Um, she was just spayed this week, so she's uh, feeling a little sorry for herself. So, But she's oh. doing well. And she was at the beach as well. Before she got spayed, was she at she the was. beach? Yeah. Yes, I took her to the beach last Sunday as a last hurrah uh, before, <laughs> she had to, before she had to um, uh, take it easy for about 10 days. So she's on day five and she's getting pretty restless. So. Is she wearing a cone or no cone? She, I don't think she's flexible enough to, to be free to we worry about that. Gotcha. So luckily, but she has no concept that she has stitches. And so she just keeps wanting to run and play. And you're like, oh my God, no. Oh, well, Cadbury, I hope that you're feeling better soon. Uh, if you want to find me, uh, you can follow uh, TVA on Twitter at TV underscore eh or head to tv hyphen eh.com where you can find uh, the stories that we talked about today as well as interviews and reviews and everything else to do with the uh the canadian television industry that wraps up the tva podcast and now back to your regularly scheduled program <laughs>